Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. In Chicago for Penn State and DePaul basketball tonight, Big Ten Big East, part of the Gavit Games. And off to New Jersey tomorrow. For Penn State to take on Rutgers Saturday at noon with a 10.30 airtime. Time now for our play-by-play call today. LeBron and the Lakers get it done against the Blazers. And here's a cutting Stauskas block by LeBron. A spectacular block by the King. Here he comes with the ball the other way. 360, go to the rim, lay it up and in. LeBron doing it on both ends. A spectacular block. And then a running layup at the other end, and the Lakers lead 87-80. He closed out the half last night with back-to-back three-point shots, including one that was a 30-footer. And it wasn't the last shot he took. The 30-footer was the next-to-last one. Then he came down the floor and had a straight-on three and knocked that down. And it really was a spectacular close of the half. I don't usually watch a lot of NBA basketball, but last night we got in here about 10 o'clock last night and it was the only thing on so i thought all right let's take a look you know let's watch some of this like wow i was impressed i was impressed so yes all right let's get into the two issues i talked about earlier um um the uh college football playoff mike oresco um and he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He has a clientele. Um, and he's trying to protect them. Well, I don't blame him. So he's the guy that broke ranks and was able to at least articulate how he feels about the college football playoff, and he thinks it should be expanded from four to eight. Well, you know what? He shouldn't be the only one that is saying that. Uh, the commissioner of the Mountain West has said some something before. All right, so there's there's that. And, again, they're on the outside looking in. There's no way. I mean, Central Florida has won 20, what, 21 in a row, 22 in a row, something like that. I think they've won 21 in a row looking for 22 when they play Cincinnati Saturday night at 8. They're, they really have no chance at all to get in there, even though they are in the process of potentially putting together back-to-back undefeated seasons. So Mike Oresco is trying to protect his clientele, and he says, hey, look, maybe we got to look at expanding this to eight. Now, it doesn't really matter because Mike Oresco does not have a vote at the table. The vote at the table belongs... The votes at the table belong to the five Power Five commissioners. Yet, to be honest with you, some of those Power Five commissioners ought to be thinking long and hard about this as well. Um, 
And here's the reason why. Let's start with the Big 12. Big 12 has found itself on the outside looking in. Last year, Oklahoma did get in. Right now, the Big 12, even though they've got a game between Oklahoma and West Virginia a week from tomorrow, it's going to be a Friday game, Friday after Thanksgiving game, and then there's a possibility they might meet again um, in the Big 12 championship game. So, I mean, that's possible. But they're on the outside looking in. Now let's get to the Pac-12. If you're Larry Scott, so Bob Bowlesby, after watching the Big 12 get shut out a couple times and and is in the process of maybe getting shut out again, ought to be looking at this. Which then brings us to the Pac-12 and Larry Scott. The Pac-12 has been repeatedly shut out in this. Yeah, they got Washington in 2016, but nobody last year, and they're not going to get anybody in this year either. Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, he is no way in heck he wants to change this thing. No way. It's worked beautifully for him. There's been four years of this. He's had five teams in. He feels great. He doesn't want to see it change. And then there's Jim Delaney. We've had Jim on the show several times. And when I had Jim on the show last December, we talked about the college football playoff. And in the college football playoff, Jim goes all the way back to the BCS. Now, people hated the BCS. They hated it. You know, know, there's a lot of criticism of it and so forth. You know, I understand. I got it. But Jim Delaney was in the thick of all that. And he'll be the first to tell you how difficult it was to get to two. Not four, but to get to two. And that's the issue that he had to fight so hard about, was just to get two. Well, then two, you just knew that two would lead to four. And just like I said, we all know that four eventually is going to lead to eight. Now, when that is, I don't know. But he had to fight to get to two. Then when they, they, the, the thought process was, okay, let's have four. He then battled and lost the beast. He said, look, and I lost the battle. He, you know, we had, I think we had a very frank conversation about this last year on the show. And he said, Steve, look, I lost the battle. And the battle was this. I wanted nothing but conference champions in there. He said, I pushed as hard as I could to get just conference champions in there. He said, and in the end, he said, look, I lost the fight. He said, financially, it's been great for everybody. The money has gone up for every Power 5 school. The money is, I mean, it hasn't just gone up a little bit. The money has quadrupled for every Power 5 school out of the college football playoff. And that's been remarkable compared to where it was in 2010. So he says, look, I lost the fight. And he says, and so, you know, we go with what the results happen to be. Because he wanted nothing but conference champions. Well, the Big Ten has got to become a power broker in this. Because at some point, here's how it plays out right now. How it plays out right now on this particular day, you have the SEC with one the ACC with one, the Big Ten with one, an independent with one, and no 
Big 12 and no Pac-12. That's the way it is. So if you're Bob Bowlesby of the, of the Big 12 or you're Larry Scott of the Pac-12, don't you have to start thinking about fighting to get this thing to eight? Because you're repeatedly getting shut out in this thing. Meanwhile, the SEC, they get in what they need. Now, let's take a worst-case scenario. Let's go with the worst-case scenario in all this for the conferences. doesn't mean for the fans or for the teams, but for the conferences. Here is the worst-case scenario. It would be as follows. Clemson wins the ACC title, which they're favored to do anyway. So, um, and... So that's one spot taken. Notre Dame wins out. Two spots taken independent. Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And Ohio State beats Michigan. Or Northwestern does. One of the two. Now here's what you might have. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. Now you've got three Power Five conferences shut out. One Power Five conference has two. One independent in the ACC. Now if you incorporate Jim Delaney's thought process of conference champions, fine, let's have the conference championship games have some meaning. Conference championship game, the winner gets one of the five spots. So now I've taken up five spots. The top-ranked group of five team, which in this case is Central Florida, and you've got to have the record to get there, by the way. If you don't have the record, then you know, you're know you not ranked high enough. Then instead of two at-large spots, you should have three. But if you have a Central Florida that is in this particular year, like they were last year, undefeated, the door should be open for them to get one of those eight spots and then have two at-large teams. And those at-large teams could be West Virginia, could be Ohio State. Last year would have been Penn State. Would have been Penn State last year, would have been Penn State the year before. Penn State would have been in this thing twice if it were eight. But I'm not proposing this because of Penn State. I'm looking at the overall structure and aren't you getting, like the Warriors and the Cavaliers, aren't you getting a little Clemson-Alabama weary? They also talk about the meaning of the regular season. Well, wouldn't the meaning of the regular season have more meaning this particular weekend? I mean, already Alabama and, and Georgia have done a brilliant job of making a mockery of it <clears throat> because they've been allowed to. There are only five college football playoff ranking cycles. Five. Starts right around November 1st and then goes through the conference championship games. There's only five of them. Okay? And in one of those five, 20%, Alabama elects to play the Citadel and Georgia elects to play UMass. That's opening the door and telling us that the best teams are, are out there playing that the best teams are going to be playing? Really? That's what it's telling us? That's what they're trying? I mean, 
They had one of the snapshot weeks, and they're allowed to get away with it. They'll still be ranked one and five next week. There'll be no change. They won't be penalized for doing it. And that's where the college football playoff committee botches up. They botch it up every time. They should, anybody who plays an FCS team, right, in this particular week, should automatically lose their spot in the in the front four. And next week, Alabama should be ranked fifth. And if Nick Saban wants an explanation, I would look straight in the camera and say you shouldn't be playing the Citadel in week number 11. Okay? Now, you have a chance to regain your spot if you win this week over Auburn, but you're five right now. But they don't do that. For some reason, they have taken a rather passive approach to this particular weekend, and they allow they allow the SEC teams essentially to get away with it. Now, you're saying to yourself, there might be some people saying, well, yeah, Penn State's playing Rutgers. It's a conference game. Just like Clemson's playing Duke, that's a conference game. So if it's a conference game, that is a different animal than scheduling a non-conference FCS game. Talk about the Michigan State thing in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. All right, now let's get to the uh, Mark D'Antonio issue when it comes to Penn State and Michigan State, and I'm in agreement with him, as a matter of fact. Mark D'Antonio, when he was doing his pregame show before the Penn State-Michigan State game lamented the fact that this game was not the last game of the season. And I understand exactly where he's coming from and why. Penn State is going to close out the regular season next week with Maryland. Michigan State's going to close out with Rutgers. Many times that Penn State-Michigan State game has ended up determining who was the conference champion. Not Ohio State and Michigan, not always. But a lot of times Penn State-Michigan State, 5, 8, 16, then a couple of years that Michigan State won along the way. I want to say 11 and I want to say 15, I think it was. That, you know, so, you know, you're talking what, five times in the last, what, 10 years that Penn State Michigan State winner ended up being the Big Ten champion? Okay. And his lament was, and I think he's absolutely right. That you uh, that he wants to build as something that's potentially dramatic at the end of the season. It has nothing to do with rivalries or anything like that. Not that that stuff. But you know, Penn State closes with uh, I I've been against this from day one, but the Big Ten should hit its final weekend with Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Illinois, okay, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State, Michigan State. Games that are of interest, in some case rivalries, and some matchups with chops. Penn State, Michigan State would be a matchup at the end that has chops. It's proven it over the years that it does. Did you just feel like there was such a determination to make Michigan and Ohio State such a spotlight game, and in this particular year justifiably will be, that they don't want anything distracting it? 
I'll never forget years ago we we had a guy in sales uh, with Learfield. And he's with the Alabama Network now, and he stops by the hotel in East Lansing. It was 2005. Stops by the hotel in Lansing and says to us, he said, "You know, oh, great." He said, "I said, what time are you going over the game?" He goes, "Oh, I'm not going over the game." He said, "I'm going over to the game." Uh, I said, what? He said, I'm going to go over to Ohio State and Michigan. I said, yeah, but the Big Ten Championship's being determined here today. He goes, oh, I'm going to Ohio State Michigan. This is one of the Learfield guys. Now, again, he's with Alabama now. And I walked away and just shook my head and thought, what is wrong here? Penn State and Penn State... They won the game. They're going to be the Big Ten champs, and Penn State did win the game. Michael Robinson and those guys won the game. And I thought there is something wrong here. And Penn State's been in this conference now twenty six years, and that's one thing they've been fighting and have been unable to win, and that is the perception of what Ohio, the Ohio State Michigan game. Sometimes they've been great games, and sometimes they've been. Eh. I mean, that game was built over the years because of the mediocrity of other teams in the conference where they beat them up each week and then got to the last game. Oh, here's the titanic battle for the Rose Bowl. I mean, but the other schools in the Big Ten weren't very good back then. Well, that's changed a little bit over time. Like I said, the Penn State-Michigan State winner five of the last ten years has won the Big Ten title. It may have been six of the last ten. I mean, People don't seem to think that, but I think you need to have a game at the end that has some chops to it. And with all due respect, Maryland's very good. I mean, you know, Maryland may not be a great team, but they're a good team this year. Uh, you know, defensively they played well. They've created a lot of turnovers. They have some quicks on offense. I mean, Pigram's going to have to play quarterback the next two weeks because uh, Hill's now out for the rest of the year. You know, McFarland's coming off a 200-yard rushing game. I mean, they're good, but Penn State and Michigan State have established something that it's been, a, for the most part, a really good game over the years. And it's also had a game that's had some stakes over the years. Games with stakes get people intrigued. And I think they that's something that needs to be permanent and created. Look, Rutgers and Maryland happen to be the two newest schools in the Big Ten. Let them play the last game of the year against each other. And the next, you know, and then after that, you got Michigan State and Penn State. Obviously, Nebraska was in between Penn State and uh, but I think you'd like to have something at the end where you feel like, especially if you're in a position to get someplace, you've made a really good impression at the end. Instead of, well, okay, that's nice, you won that game. Just a thought. Maybe you have a different thought. The King and Picks coming up. We're in Chicago. Penn State to Paul tonight, Saturday on the New Jersey. Penn State and Rutgers in football. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Force Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070, WKOK. 
SMC is where you want to be for your next new F-150 and everything starting with E. Make 2018 a November to remember with savings up to $13,000 on your next new Ford F-150. Sunbury Motors has F-150 starting at $25,669. All SUVs starting with the letter E will plummet in price for SMC's November to remember. 67 Ford Escapes, 23 EcoSports, 22 Explorers, all at one location. Brand new Ford Escape starting at an unheard of 17820. If you haven't looked into the all new Ford EcoSport, now is the time. 2019 Ford EcoSport started 19880. SMC has the SUV that started it all, the Ford Explorer for under 32 grand. Hurry in now to SMC so you can show off your brand new Ford at Thanksgiving dinner or to your buddies at Deer Camp. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motor Studio is mobile today in Chicago. It is scheduled to be mobile tomorrow in New Jersey. It is scheduled to be mobile Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in Mexico. It's scheduled to be back in the Sunbury Motor Studio a week from tomorrow. <laughs> I'm I'm living out of a suitcase. <laughs> oh. Well, if the snow backs off the way we think it will, I'll be able to get out of here tomorrow morning after the DePaul game tonight, which is at nine. And uh, Dick Girardi and I are on a flight at 8.30 on Southwest to Newark, and then I'll make it to the hotel in time to do the show tomorrow afternoon. That's the plan. Someone who always has a plan. I'll allow you, Sean, to introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of Jones Metal, a.k.a. (laughs) The King, Steve's beloved brother. Give it up for Kevin Jones. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good. <laughs> yeah, got a game here tonight. It's on Fox Sports 1 tonight if you're going to watch it. And uh, You're on Fox I'm Sports on. tonight? I'm not, but the team is. Well, I'm just, you're the team. Uh, I'm just here Who's doing my own. the team if you're not the team? Room. You've been one of them since 1980. Holy moly. <laughs> There's not another play-by-play guy in America who's been with a team that long. I would be termed as the long-time voice. <laughs> I mean, my guy, you've been doing it since you were a junior in college. Uh, That's amazing. Now you got grandchildren. <laughs> I've, been for, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate. But we had to make a few adjustments here on the fly. Uh, but you're going to, to Mexico, team. huh? Next week, yeah. Wow. Next week, I've got games Tuesday and Wednesday in Mexico. So the game plan is I'm supposed to do a couple of shows on Monday, a couple of shows in a game on Tuesday, a couple of shows in a game on Wednesday, and then fly back Thanksgiving. So I've got all this vacation time <laughs> really built into the whole thing here. Yeah, but you're going to Mexico, man. That's cool. It'll be, it'll be what, interesting. Cancun? Yeah, never been there. Wow. You can get a, what do they call them things, a pina colada and sit at the pool. Like a legit one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't drink the water. 
Yeah. yeah I'm, sorry. Hey, I'm not going to do that. Of pickles. Oh, no. We are out of, officially out of pickles. So we got to do something some, about this. Yeah, we do have to do something about it. But you also gave away a lot, too, and, and people appreciate it. Well, yeah, but everybody, I mean, we had a lot of them, but everybody's all out, and they want to know how they can get more. No, they lasted longer than I thought, but you're, you were savoring them. That's the key. Yeah, well, I was sick. And something I suddenly came up. I got home for the trip and headed to Harvard. I yeah. And then my doctor's mad at me. I saw him yesterday. He had a little goober. But uh, he just... See, I got a doctor who's like my friend. And he used to come here when I needed B12 shots. He would come to the shop and give me the B12 shot. Or if I was working on the road, like uh, a restaurant. I was working at one of Helmar's restaurants. I was on a ladder, and he's down there giving me a shot, you know. So, <laughs> and then my secretary, she's a hairdresser. So one day... She's giving me a haircut, and he's here giving me a shot. I'm like, wow, life is good, man. If I could just get my dentist lined up, I'd be all set. <laughs> <laughs> had like a well, little pampered yeah, pet. But he starts, I go to see him yesterday, and he starts, he walks in the room with an attitude. He goes, when I tell you to go to an emergency room, you go right away. And I don't want to hear any guff. And I just started laughing at him. I, like, I said, I don't even remember talking to you, man. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah you're also, yeah, he also doesn't know the part, though, about where they said, hey, you should work half days, and you work 12 hours because that's half a day. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, now, now while I was in the hospital, I was pretty out of it. But yeah. anyway, that's I got nothing else. <laughs> well, I need pickles. So I could yeah, find understand. a way to, you know. Ship I understand them. that. Oh, yeah, well, you yeah. have to figure. Oh, the something people out. absolutely love them. It's unbelievable how how good they are. So, well, I'll, I'll see Corey. I'll see Corey here in a couple. Of, I'll see Corey here in a couple of weeks. In fact, I may spend a lot of time. Like for example, Sean, if you and I are talking a lot with Corey, would that, for example, x somebody out from? barging in on the conversation? Sure. I would. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plan. We actually got an email this week from a a new listener that listens to the podcast. And they evidently like the podcast very much. And they said, I just need to know who's the suit and who is the king. So I wrote him back and explained who the suit was. I'd been on the show and he went over to sales. Thus, he became a suit. He's a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. And and then I explained that you're the king because you win all the picks. Now, not in this particular year, but you you have been. So you're the king. And he said, hey, I appreciate that a lot. You wrote back, I appreciate it a lot. Listen to the podcast, whatever. So, you know, people are picking up on who you are. They know you're the king. Yeah, but I just want my pickles, that's all. (laughs) I understand that. (laughs) So... Anyway, actually, we could have you back on tomorrow, King. We could we could do the picks tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do the picks tomorrow. Do the picks tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'll be at least in the same time zone. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. different hotel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Honestly, do you enjoy the traveling? Um, yeah, I, I travel doesn't bother me. It never bothers me. I mean. I mean, I'm not. In the, you're not crazy about having to 
wake up someplace and then come up with a solution because you need to. That part, you're like, okay, you know, you're scram- I was scrambling a little bit this morning, but the scramble lasted about 15 minutes. I knew what flight Dick Girardi was on. Um, and there are a couple different ways to do this, but, you know, we, I got on the flight with him at 8.30 tomorrow to Newark. I can then do one of two things. I can take the train to New Brunswick, then take a cab to the hotel, or I can take the train to Trenton, and then Dick will drive me to the hotel. So I've got some options. But, you know, you, you, know, you have to scramble around a little bit. I had to get permission from Learfield to get the flight. Because my, my fear is, was one of two with this. One was, okay, you go to the airport and State College isn't open and they decide not to leave. So you're not getting to State College until sometime tomorrow morning. Okay. Well, you still have to get yourself to New Jersey once you get to State College. The other one was, and this has happened so many times, and so from personal experience, we're, we're in midair and get to like a, someplace around Columbus, and all of a sudden we will get an announcement saying, we can't get into State College, we're taking you to Pittsburgh. And that has happened multiple times over the years. Why? Well, going to, uh, because State College is closed. Or they're not comfortable landing there because of the conditions. Mm. And it's the pilot's call. It's their call. It's the airline's call. And so I didn't want to get into that midair scenario, and also I'm in Pittsburgh. Well, now I'm still three hours away from State College when I land, and I still have to get to New Jersey. So, and and part of it is not just the three hours away; it's also three hours over snow-covered roads on a bus, so you're not exactly going to be flying up there to get there. Mm. And so I just looked at it this morning and said, okay, I've got to do something. So I got on the Southwest flight that Dick Girardi's on. We're both going to get out of here at 8.30 tomorrow morning, and we're scheduled to get into Newark at 11.30 and then go from there. Good. I don't know if I could travel like that. I mean, I took one trip to Pennsylvania and ended up in a hospital for a week when I got back. Well, I mean, I've I've done this so much now for almost 40 years where after 40 years, you know which, what flight you want to book, why you want to book it, you know which, what rent-a-car you want to get, you want to know you know, what the trip's going to be about, you know you want to print your boarding pass out right away and already have it in hand before you even get over there. I've already printed it out. Do you get points? Uh, to do this, no. Um, when I stay now, and I do get points for hotels. So I get I get points, and it's in fact Marriott. I've got, I think I've got over three hundred thousand points. Now, wow. um, but I'm staying in a Hyatt here for two nights, and I already had the second night booked here, so I didn't have to worry about taking care of the hotel. I already had, in order for me to be here and do the show today, I had to book a second night, so that was wow. already in. So I didn't have to do that because checkouts at checkouts at one o'clock well if you, anybody notices uh we're it's like quarter five right now <laughs> so so i knew i had to book a second night just to do the show which is fine i mean that's that's part of part of what happens i get reimbursed for it so i mean notice how worried i am about it uh but you know but so there are little tricks to the trade to 
that help you and just through experience you're able to do. And so I've obviously traveled enough where, you know, I can do it and take care of it if I have to. I don't have to call anybody and say, hey, set this up for me. As Sean knows, I'm I'm always been one of those. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so, oh, good for you. Hey, well, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't. No, no, good for me. Seen the whole country. What's good the for nicest, me if, nicest place you've been? My my house. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, nicest place. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I haven't been that I really want to see. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. Never have been. And I've always wanted to see it. At some point, I will. How but far most... north is Pasadena? <laughs> How far north of Pasadena have I been? Mm. Well, I've been up. To, I've been up to San Francisco and up really? Richmond County. You think? Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I did two. I did two games in San Jose one year. I did two games. I did two games in San Jose where the Sharks play. I mm-hmm. did two games in Berkeley where Cal plays, which is right next to Oakland. I mean, I've, I've done games all over the place. Tonight is arena. Tonight is arena number one forty six of my career. Wow! And wow. then when That's I go, the nicest to, when I go, arena you've been in. Nicest. Mm. Well, first of all, I always enjoy any game I do in Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, I think Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky, is really nice. I think the Dean Dome, where North Carolina plays, is really really nice. Um, all the new arenas are pretty much the same that have been the you know, the NBA arenas. I'll tell you one that I think really stands out. I know I've got the United Center back here in Chicago, which I've done a lot. I've done what a dozen games, and there are fifteen games there. But where the Indiana Pacers play, it's called Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. That's the single best basketball arena I've ever been in where I, I feel like I'm sitting there, I'm in the perfect basketball arena. Remember UMass, the cage? <laughs> I used to do the games in the corner up on the track. Yeah, I know. I would sit up there. By, they, Sean, they had a dirt track that went yeah. around the court. <laughs> and this is where Julius Irving played his basketball. This is back when Calipari started at UMass. And Steve would do the games. Yeah, that, that place and was I, a dump. And I, Yale I do, was kind of tough too, wasn't it? Yeah, Yale. Yale, I was on the baseline, but it's not a big arena. No, and that's the, it's not a big arena. So when it's not a big arena and you're on the baseline, you're actually pretty close to the floor. That's fine. Uh, one game, I I did two games in El Paso, Texas, back in the late '90s, where they put me in the corner. But on the floor, okay. So you're not elevated. You get screened out, and you're literally a hundred feet away from the opposite end of the floor. Wow. So I mean that that was that it was okay. It wasn't easy, but it was okay. Uh, you know, as long as you're elevated a little bit, that's fine. In some places, you're really high. The Cole Center in Wisconsin is. We used to be courtside. Now we're up in the hockey press box. We're way up there. You ever do a game at one of those courts where the court is higher than the benches? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, is Minnesota, that dangerous? Yes, it is. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it seems to me not a really friendly, you know, one night not friendly was, for the players, not friendly for anyone, that they could Hinkle, really get hurt. H- Hinkle Fieldhouse where they filmed Hoosiers. 
Mm-hmm. I did a game there. That's somewhat. It's a, that's slightly elevated, but Minnesota's really elevated. And one Why night, did they Deshaun, do that? Uh, this built place was built in 1927. Uh, so I have no idea why they did it this way. But I remember doing a game there one night where Vashon Leonard, who played for years in the NBA, he was playing for Minnesota. I mean, it's his home court, and he fell off the court into a railing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm like, my man, I couldn't believe it when he when that happened. So, yeah, it's it's really odd. It makes no sense. I know in the Final Four they do it, but that is all built they build the court and the seats around it because they're in a dome, and they're trying to put the court in the center of the football stadium. Yeah, well, as long as the players can't get hurt, you know, there's See, no that's problem. Why, if a player can get hurt, it's like the NFL is making right. the right call this weekend with Mexico City, you know? Oh, yeah. They don't want the players to get hurt, so game off, you know? Yeah game off. And I think some players that. were threatening not to play because the conditions were so bad. Sure. I mean, it's their whole Good world. For them. They've got a, you know, if they get hurt, their career is done and they don't get paid, why do I want to play there? I don't blame hey, them. You know? My livelihood is my body. Am I going to risk my body on a bad field, which right. could then risk my ability to make money for myself and my family? Sure. No, it's a good reason not to play. I would, exactly. Uh, I don't I think the NFL made the right call, and it's going to cost them some money, but who cares? they got a lot of money. <laughs> and I oh, guess they they're going to take care of, of the families out there, too, the fire. Yeah. They're going to kind of dedicate it all to them. It's, that right. is just such a horrible story. I can't. You know. No, a lot of people can't wrap their arms around it. I mean, look, I don't know what. Is it up to, what, 47 now, Sean? 48. I think, I think cleared, 48? Fit, cleared 50 yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah, talking more 54. than 50 people. Yeah. You, you know the old work adage, everybody can be replaced? Okay, maybe at work you can, but not in life. No. Right? What, I mean, once, that, the whole town's yeah. burned down. I yeah, mean, that's just, ugh. Once, once, once a life is lost, it's that's it. Everybody's devastated. That person's never coming back. Well, you got a lot right. of people that have lost everything. They have nowhere to go. They're setting up camp in department store parking lots. I mean, the magnitude is just really starting to across the country. My tax so, dollars can go to help them. So. Yep. Well, we will talk tomorrow and do our picks tomorrow, and uh, I'll be back in the same time zone. Again, if all this brilliant work I did this morning pans off, I actually, at this hour, will be in New Jersey tomorrow. (laughs) Well, have a safe trip. Do the best we can. Talk to you tomorrow. Everybody, back with you tomorrow, this time from Piscataway, New Jersey. As the road show continues. (laughs) You're just getting started. I'm living out of a suitcase.